So it looks like WWE is about to break up Judgment Day, and it doesn't look good at all. I don't understand how is it that WWE has a faction that is hot as Judgment Day and Raw, and they're already thinking about breaking them up. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, we're going to be talking about Jay Uso pinning Roman Reigns, and as we saw Friday night, it looks like him and Roman will go at it at SummerSlam. We're going to have that and much more on the Choke Slam wrestling report Welcome back to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City, and we are here live. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. So we're hitting in all different spots. And thank you once again for joining us. But we're gonna let's talk about this uh stuff that happened on the Monday and Saturday. Let's talk a little bit about money in the bank. Money in the bank, we saw uh Damian Priest. Cash in, or not cash in, but grab the briefcase and the money in the bank, you know, match. And, of course, you know, a lot of people were not happy that L.A. Knight or Logan Paul won the, you know, the briefcase. But let's be realistic. With this whole situation that I said it from the beginning of uh, of the week, this Ms. McMahon and Triple H, uh, a power moves that they're trying to do with each other as far as creative. So the way I'm looking at it was, you know, Triple H was like, I wanted LA Knight to win the money in the bank because he has gotten over. As much as I don't like him, he has gotten over. And Logan Paul, of course, brought in by Vince McMahon just because he's trying to get new eyes on the product who didn't even qualify for any matches for money in the bank. He didn't win because Triple H said, I don't want Logan Paul winning it. Same thing with Ellen Knight. So who better person than to give it to? Damian Priest. But as the Money in the Bank situation uh, or the night progressed, we saw Seth Rollins defend the World Heavyweight title against uh, Finn Balor. It was, uh, they were trying to bring back something that happened seven years ago between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, and we all know that Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion, and he got hurt in the process of winning that match because of Seth Rollins doing a uh, power bomb on the ringside area, and when I hurt, messed up uh, Finn Balor's shoulder, he got operated, he had to give up the belt on the same night. So they were trying to bring this back seven years later and whatnot. So here we are. Seth Rollins about to lose his belt when Finn Balor was trying to do the coup de grace on him where Damian Priest made a move toward the ring and kind of distracted Finn Balor from winning the title. And I caught the it's surprising to me because I was like, wow, what's going on here? So because Damian Priest has the briefcase, uh, they're gonna he's gonna cash in on, you know. Uh, Finn Balor, if Finn Balor pinned Seth Rollins, which didn't make no sense to me because I'm like, these guys are in a group. 
But no, WWE, of course, give you get left you with a cliffhanger because Damon Priest distracted Finn Balor. Seth Rollins ended up pinning Finn Balor. Blase, blase. And that left us wondering, okay, what's going to happen Monday night? And on Monday night, we saw it again. And it was Dominic in the middle of a match with Seth Rollins and whatnot. Damian Priest again was outside with Seth Rollins. I mean, with Dominic and, of course, Rhea Ripley with Dom outside. When Finn Balor went and attacked Seth Rollins again, causing Dominic to bat- the match, they get into an argument. And so here we are trying to wonder why in the world we have um, this group, Judgment Day, who right now is the hottest thing going on in Raw. And, and let's be realistic. Raw drew the lowest numbers this week. Drew the lowest numbers this week of all time. You don't believe me? Go check online. The lowest. Because Vince McMahon is in charge. He's the one doing all the creative stuff with Raw. Okay, and now who came up with this idea of break trying to break up Judgment Day? This sounds more like what happened with the Hurt Business. Hurt Business was the hottest thing going on at in Raw during the pandemic and whatnot. And Vince McMahon decided to break up the Hurt Business. And then they were trying to bring it back. But that didn't happen. And then, you know, uh, uh, Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin became, you know, uh, uh, jobbers for Saturday Night Main Event. And here we are again trying to break up another faction. Why is it with WWE that they can have a faction besides the bloodline to be successful? And then if you did this, I mean, you still got the brand split. Because you got Raw. Raw needs superstar. Raw needs something to make Raw what you Raw used to be at. Now, it's funny because, you know, that I say that I remember back in 2003. You know, you know how everybody talks the bloodline is the best storyline ever in WWE history. Yes, I agree to it to a certain extent. Because I remember when Dave Batista and Triple H Evolution and that whole storyline between Triple H and Batista, where Triple H was the world champion, Batista was the part of the evolution, and and Batista, I think I believe he won the Royal Rumble, and then Triple H was trying to, you know, tell him, oh, go to SmackDown. By then, JBL was the world champion. And they, that, I mean, I was watching that on YouTube the other day. And I was like, that this this was a good storyline. We have not seen anything like this. Besides the bloodline, anything like this in years. And that was in 2005, six, maybe. Okay. So it's been over 17 years. Nothing like that has happened in Raw in a long, long time. And here you are, you got Judgment Day. Judgment Day is a good, you know, a, a nice, decent group and whatnot. And here comes Vince McMahon and he's trying to break them up. Why is that? I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But that's what it looks like to me. And um, are we going to have Finn Balor and, and, and Damian Priest go at it? And the briefcase is on the line and whatnot. You can see that. But it looks like they're going to break up Judgment Day. I mean, and it'll be stupid. Because even though Dom Dominic is the hottest heel right now, he can't get on the damn mic without people booing him, whatever. And Rhea Ripley is probably the best woman's champion in there. I don't care about no damn Charlotte. I don't care about no no Oscar. No. 
Right now, Rhea Ripley is the woman right there who dominates. And she had a decent match with Natalia, which that should have happened in Saudi Arabia instead of what happened in Saudi Arabia where she just squashed Natalia and whatnot. But we're going to see. We're going to see what's going to happen with Judgment Day because if they break up that group, that's no point. There's no point. I believe Raw is going to go down the toilet. Right now, Raw is going down the toilet. It is what it is. But it's funny because the opposite happened with SmackDown this week because this week they were live from Madison Square Garden, my hometown, and whatnot, and they had the uh, Tribal Chief trial, which, I mean, in a way, I would have expected even much better than what it was. It's, you know, instead of having the Usos put in Roman Reigns on trial, I would have would have loved to see maybe a Rikishi come out, one of the elders, or one of the Samoans, and, and put him on trial, stuff like that. But even though that didn't turn out the way, I thought it would be, it's a good, still a good storyline. Because now, remember, Jay Uso pinned Roman Reigns in Money in the Bank on Saturday, and that is the first time that Roman Reigns has been pinned since 2019. And believe it or not, he got pinned by a person who right now is not even irrelevant right now, and that's Baron Corbin in 2019. Okay? Now, here we are. Okay? And Jay Uso ended up pinning Roman Reigns. Now, how is it? You can't give LA Knight what he wants. You can't, uh, you know, uh, you try to break up the Judgment Day. But when it comes to this Bloodline storyline, I, I seriously can't believe that Vince McMahon is behind this. I, I can't. I'm sorry. Because now it looks like Vince McMahon is going to, uh, or whoever's in charge of this, we're going to have Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. Now, my question to this is, is Jay Uso going to end up pinning Roman Reigns? And I say this because during the pandemic era, Jay Uso wrestled Roman Reigns. I, 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 I forgot what it was in a cage match. I know it was in a cage match. I can't remember what was the event and whatnot. And Roman Reigns ended up beating Jay Uso. And I remember that's when Jimmy came back from injury. But as a Friday, we saw Jimmy got taken out by Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. They did beat up uh, Jey Uso also, but Jey Uso came back later on in the night and wiped out Solo Sokoa and also Roman Reigns. The only thing I don't like this whole thing about the Solo Sokoa thing, this is his brother. So why is it that he's been so loyal to Roman Reigns instead of him helping his brothers? But that's, I mean, unless, I, I don't know. But I think I still feel that uh, uh, Solo Sequoia is going to turn Roman somewhere down the line. And, and, and when I always going to be the other way, Solo Sequoia is going to uh, cause Roman Reigns a match. Uh, but are we going to see Jay Uso actually pin Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? Because Jay Uso challenged Roman Reigns and told him, you better accept the challenge because I'm going to whoop your ass. This time again, so that's th- again. This is one of the best storyline going on in WWE right now. And to me, and just, I sometimes say, don't don't end it, don't because what is what is WWE going to do? Let me say it again. What is WWE going to do when this whole bloodline storyline is over? Who is going to do something like this again? Because this has been going on for two or three years already. Who 
who is going to have a storyline like the way the Usos and Roman Reigns and whatnot? You know how long it took for a storyline like this that interested, interesting for, for me to actually sit down and watch it again? I'm telling you. I'm comparing this to the Batista Triple H feud back in 2006. That's, that storyline was so good that I had to watch it every week. I didn't care about anything else but that storyline and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, you know, what is Jay Uso, you know, if he does win the title? Are people going to be happy about that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I know a lot of people are becoming very uh, uh, frustrated with Roman Reigns still holding his belt. He has not defended this belt since April 1st. I think it was when in WrestleMania, that was the last time he defended the belt. Yet they keep doing countdown of 1,059. He has not defended the belt since April. We're in July. And yet they want to call him the greatest world champion ever in WWE history. Again, he says three other guys in front of him. Why are they putting the universal title as one of the belts beating Pedro Mara? That is not the world title, the WWE world title, the WWF world title. It's the universal title. But most of these WWE fans don't do their research, and yet they're like, yeah, he got 1,000 days champion. But it's not the WWF slash WWE title. It's the WWE Universal title. Not the same thing. It's not. And you could debate with me. You could argue with me all you want. And by the way, uh, that person who keeps telling me that Drew McIntyre should be in the world title picture, that they should value him, well, here's my answer to you about this is, if they value him so much, why they haven't resigned him? Why they haven't given him an extension of his contract? They haven't done none of that. He is not getting the world title anymore. He won the title twice because the first time he had it, of course, uh, he beat Brock Lesnar in a, no arenas at all, not, no no fans because of the pandemic. And then he won the belt game from Randy Orton when they should have never took it away from Randy Orton. He was a pandemic champion. He was somebody that was had a lot a pull and whatever, and they needed someone because Roman Reigns and not wanted to work during the pandemic because of the leukemia situation. That's why. Anyway, let's move on now to New Japan news. New Japan this week, uh, or uh, last week that passed, uh, July 4th, had their two shows called uh, Independence Day. And there was title changes in these uh, events. Uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team t Champions, TJP and Francisco Akira from the United Empire, uh, lost those belts to the uh, Driller Maloney and Clark Connors from Bullet Club, the War Dogs. They lost those belts. Another um, title change that happened um, that night was... More Bullet Club members, Alex Coughlin and Gabe, Gabriel Kidd, uh, beat uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi for the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team titles. And that was night one. Of course, you know, uh, it was uh, that, that, those, that event, night one, was awesome. I mean, it was, it was good. It was uh, something to 
to enjoy if you're a new japan fan i liked it uh, we got to see uh i got to see firsthand who i haven't seen her in a while though was uh julia who teamed up in a tag team match uh with uh what was the girl's name oh my god i can't remember uh tecla she teamed up with tecla again will nightingale and momo cargo uh the willow nightingale's team won but it was a setup for the night before the pre- preparation for night's two event between Julia and Willow Nightingales. The pre, uh, we had the crazy match, which to me, I'm like, I was surprised that actually they actually allow this match to happen. And it was the exciting encounter of Doomsday, no disqualification match, which disqualification man was with John Moxley and Homicide versus a Desperado and Jun Kasai. Now Jun Kasai never ever saw him wrestle. But apparently this guy is a you know a hardcore wrestler from back from GCW days. And I was very surprised that New Japan actually allowed this match to happen. There was no disqualification. These guys went at it. Blood was shed for some untold reason uh John Mosley allowed, I think it was June Kasei, stick a bunch of sticks on top of his cranium. They made him look like a peacock and there was blood everywhere, people going through chairs, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I was like, wow. Also, uh, there's a new tag team in Japan, which you probably will see them later on down the road, was Lance Archer and Alex Zane. They call themselves uh, Monster Swords, which Monster, you know, Murder Hawk, Monster. Of course, it's Lance Archer. Uh, Sauce is Alex Zane's um, nickname. So they look like they're going to be teaming up uh, from what I got uh, from that event and whatnot. Uh, night two, we saw the uh, the Strong Women's Championship match between Willow Nightingale against Julia. Julia beat Willow Nightingale. And, you know, she ended up losing the belt. A strong women's championship that reign only lasted probably a month, but it was cool to see her as a champion. But this is at least uh, a learning experience for Willow Nightingale. I think she's still going to be the one who's going to beat Athena for that Ring of Honor World Championship and whatnot. And uh, of course, she wasn't able to wrestle Athena last night at Collision because she got hurt in this match with Julia. Julia will be a good addition to the AEW roster. Uh, but then again, AEW roster, the women's, they got to put them in a show where there should be more than two matches or three matches. I will put them in Rampage on Fridays. That's the way I will do it and, and run with that. So, but also, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston won the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. And that is his first Japanese uh because we say world title, maybe. I mean, I don't know if it's a world title, but it's, a, it's the Old Boy Championship. He beat Kenta for this, and it was a good, decent match. Eddie Kingston cried in the post-show interview um, so many years, and I think Eddie Kingston deserves it. I mean, this man has traveled many roads, uh, has faced and battled many demons. And for him to win the the... Uh, the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship from Kenta, especially Kenta. Kenta's a world-class athlete uh, and a guy who in Japan probably one of the top five all-time greats in New Japan pro wrestling or Japanese wrestling overall. And um, 
to see him beat Kenta was a, a it was nice to see and whatnot. Uh, and then again, we had another final death match between John Moxley versus Ed Desperado. That that match was just out of pocket. I mean, there was barbed wires, everything, and these guys hit each other with barbed wire, went through tables, all kinds of stuff. Um, so you know, it was a decent match. You know, uh, and of course, there's a lot of words running. It looked like Moxley's eyeing eyeing the IWGP title and whatnot. So that is your New Japan news. Uh, I believe, if I'm correct, this other stuff that um, I got John Moxley. Of course, I, 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 one thing I forgot to mention: J.R. Cradles wrestled in the uh, night one, but he must have got injured in a, the tag team. Uh, uh, team filthy. Uh, I think he, uh, him and Lance Archer went at it at one point, and I don't know if Lance Archer hit him and busted him open, but Kratos was uh pretty much bleeding everywhere, and he didn't compete the, the following night. So, uh, uh, but back to the John Mosley, uh, thinking about going after the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship if he faced Sonata. He said, "I've been WWE World Champion, current WWE title." And AEW World Champ, but I'm not the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion yet. I don't think anyone has wrapped all three of these titles around anyone else. If I were to fight Sonata, I will have the image of the IWGP World Champion, and it will be interesting. I mean, it would definitely be interesting to see uh, Mr. Moxley as the IWGP World Champion. That'd be crazy. And why not? So let's go to AEW this week. Not a lot of much to talk about AEW. AEW this week, I think a Dynamite. I mean, what I got out of Dynamite this week was that um, it looks like Don Callis is asking Jericho to join his family. Uh, we seen the J, uh, JS breaking up and Jericho joining Don Callis, or is Jericho going to turn down Don Callis' offer? And who knows? Don Callis goes and goes after uh, Jericho and pulls him out by sending Kanuska to Kessner against him or, or some other one. But it's very interesting to see and whatnot. Um, the uh, the MJF and Adam Cole situation this week was kind of funny, but it was nothing interesting out of that. But Kenny Omega uh, wrestled Wheeler Yuta. And again, it looked like the um, BCC came in to uh, attack um, Omega this week. But then the Elite came in. And then I noticed that the ending of that, show we saw the dark road in the ring but then it went out of uh, out of air so but omega said he has somebody to come and join him in the uh in the event for uh bloods and guts and definitely is going to be bushi it's already been said ibushi may be coming to aew so you know who knows but um you know but who knows who knows what we could have and then there's the word that now, since Brian Danielson, he has that arm injury, who's going to be the fifth member for them? Words are it may be Chris Hero. Yep, that Chris Hero that wrestled in NXT. Chris Hero may be joining uh, the BCC, and then Bloods and Guts could be him. This rumor was going around. It could be uh, CM Punk. I mean, I doubt that's going to happen and whatnot, so we'll see about that. We'll, we'll stay tuned coming up. That's coming July 19th. That's probably uh, a week from this Wednesday. Also, in Collision, we saw that FTR lost to Bullet Club Gold. 
So now next week they're gonna have a two out of three match. That that match was awesome. That match was crazy last night. Um also we saw CM Punk finally beat uh Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe put him to sleep. Uh try to put him to sleep. So I now it's gonna be Ricky Stark versus CM Punk, and I will be losing my brain and my head if CM Punk beats Ricky Starks. This should go to Ricky Starks, not to CM Punk. CM Punk does not need to win the Owen Hart uh, tournament. He don't. He should let Ricky Stark get over and whatnot. I could probably see a Samoa Joe coming out of nowhere and costing CM Punk the match. Even that will be cheap because then that means Ricky Stark never beat CM Punk. Uh, but we'll see. It's Ricky Stark needs to be pushed. Ricky Stark had a push, and there was a something. It got stopped. That was like the, the momentum. It's the same thing they did with Warlow. It's the same thing they did with Scorpio Sky. Momentum. The AEW is known to stop momentum for no uncertain reasons. Beyond, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I really don't. I really don't understand it. So um, there's also reported, and I know this is the reason why this last week, last Saturday, we saw uh, John Cena in London trying to promote WrestleMania in London. And it's because of this. And a lot of people may not agree with me on this. It's because of the AEW All-In London Wembley Stadium on August 27th coming up. And right now, as it stands, AEW All-In has distributed over 75,000 ticket sales. And the gate is over $8.5 million. You think that WWE is not watching this, okay? But here's the problem: you see how the the London crowd was was live on Saturday. I mean, I loved it. I loved it and whatnot. It was it was so cool. You know what I'm I loved it. Um, and the funny thing is that you know, Vince McMahon don't like when the crowd is involved takes over the whole show. I mean, that's the most fun, best part there is. The 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 wrestlers feeling. I mean, you saw Roman Reigns engaging with the fans, whatever. But Vince Man don't like that. And that's why probably he doesn't do WrestleMania in London because of that. Because the fans are going to take over. And he doesn't like that. All right? But is WrestleMania going to London? We don't know when it's going to happen. Because the next couple of one thing, next year is Philadelphia. I think that the year after is Los Angeles. So when is it going to happen? But you think... McMahon's not looking at AEW. They just sold 75,000 tickets, and it, and we're not even in August yet. And they're still going to open more spots, another $10,000, 10,000 more seating areas, okay, in Wimbledon Stadium. It's going to be sick. Now, you have all those fans. That is great. For AEW, you, you can have all those fans. You better put a show that is going to be crazy, that tops Forbidden Door this, this year. But Forbidden Door was real good. With deception, or probably the last the sting match. I don't know. That was very confusing, but it wasn't that bad. But it was just a confusing thing. But it better top Forbidden Door because if it doesn't, you got 75,000 people in there. If you don't deliver, you're not gonna get that ever again. But the UK, England, they love wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's Impact, WWE, NWA, AEW, New Japan. They're gonna show up. So you think, like I said. Bring them, them bringing John Cena in to make this announcement and all that. And is John Cena retiring? Who knows? We will know. We will see. I mean, right now, it's a lot of stuff going on, but, you know, it is what it is. But that is it for me today, this week, guys. Uh, again, uh, thank you for 
uh, being on the live stream or whatnot. Um, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. I'm forever in Twitter. Uh, I have also the Chokesland Wrestling Report, the best tag team in wrestling history tournament going on. I put it on my link on my Twitter account, so you guys got to check it out. Uh, right now, I have the the Usos versus the Hellfire, the Heart Foundation. That is tied right now. A couple of hours to go. You guys want to go to Twitter and choose who you think will win that match. I also have something tied right now. I think it's the Bulldogs and Harlem Heat. They're 50-50%, and it's two hours. That poll is going to close, so go vote for that and whatnot. So check out the link in there so you can see how everything is going. I'm like, I got every tag team there is and whatnot. I'm, I'm surprised the Briscoes uh, landslide over Stan Hansen and Bruce Brody. I mean, I'm not surprised at that, I guess, because of the Br- Briscoes, 20-time Ring of Honor world champion. Also, guys, if you want to... Or listen to this. Also, you can follow me also in the audio podcast. This will be on audio podcast. You can follow it on Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and any audio podcast platforms that you guys like to follow. You can also check my, um, my, hold on one second right here, guys. There you go. My YouTube podcast store tcwr.veryimpressive.com again that's tcwr.veryimpressive.com that's tcwr.veryimpressive.com and you can find my t-shirts there you can find the hat you can find the hoodies i got two different three different type of t-shirt in the website and you can follow it there and whatnot also you guys can follow me on tiktok and whatnot you can check that out subscribe to the youtube channel Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that notification bell and whatnot and support the podcast. I'm also on Twitch doing live broadcasts. Um, so, again, I want to thank those who are in the live feed today. And, again, um, you know, hope that you guys enjoy the show. Um, so I guess I'll see you guys during the week in Instagram doing little live videos and stuff like that. So check me out. Until then, I'll see you guys very very soon.